0: CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for Your Money and Your Life. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with Don and I here on the show. Your money and your life. And we have a great conversation to talk about this week, the cycle of investor anxiety. And certainly with what's going on out there in the world right now, we're all a little anxious and got things uh, just driving us nuts and making us worried. So hopefully we're going to uh, address some of that stuff. And as always, if you got some thoughts or ideas or things that are percolating around in your brain, hopefully we we'll give you a couple of good, useful nuggets of information. But before you take action, always check with a qualified professional like Don. He's a CPA and a CFP. So find him online at donaldcash.com. That is Donald Cash. Uh, it's hot. We're getting hot this week here. Uh, what's that Nelly song? It's getting hot in here, Don. So we're moving towards summer. It's getting humid. You and I were just talking. We're going to see some 90s finally here pretty soon. And since our last show, you had a birthday, and you mentioned that your oldest uh, son is graduating college. So a lots going on, my friend. How you doing?
1: Yeah, actually, a lot is going on. We're talking before the show started about how it's kind of getting. Uh, steamy and warmy. Warmy? Is that a word? Warmy. I like (laughs) warm. Warm and steamy and humid uh, here. And it's going to be hitting 90 degrees for the first time this year, end of the week. So uh, looking like summer for Mm -hmm. sure. But yeah, last week was um, birthday week for me. And uh, this week is my son's graduation from college and last week you know i plan on taking some time off to play golf that was like my plan for last week since it was a
0: birthday for your 39th birthday right
1: yeah exactly 39th we're not going to talk about how far beyond that it is but (laughs) uh i did play twice but the weather was just so awful it was cold and damp all week and uh but I played i uh I got through it, so to okay. speak, mm-hmm. but the birthday was great it's always a good time to spend time with the family and my wife and oldest daughter actually surprised me, Mark with a montage of a bunch of two minute birthday greetings from friends oh, nice. and from all over the country, many who I don't even see regularly but the the outpouring of love and affection was really. It was quite touching and it was really special it's, it's what i call relationship dividends like you invest time with people over the years and uh you know these are the the dividends the love and affection so these don't often realize that, you know day to day as i told my wife like you don't appreciate the friends and the relationships you have day to day but it kind of felt like at the end of the video like Jimmy Stewart in the movie oh, no. "It's a Wonderful Life,"
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Where and
1: everyone's then, coming together and uh, you know right. pouring out money in the baskets and telling him how wonderful he is. Did you, get, was, did you was, get
0: money in a basket?
1: <laughs> no, no. Was asked, well, that was my line at the end of the video. So where's the money in the basket? There you
0: go, exactly. And uh, and your boy graduating college, very cool.
1: Yeah, that's exciting. That's this Thursday coming up. It's at the Prudential Center Arena in, in Newark, New Jersey. Um, it's funny cause I graduated from Rutgers university mm-hmm. in Newark years ago, but back then the ceremony was in a, like an open courtyard between a, a bunch of buildings. Now they do these ceremonies in arenas or stadiums. Like very fancy. Mm,
0: fantastic. Well, very cool. Well, let's go ahead and transition and get into the conversation today. Uh, Don, the cycle of investor anxiety sounds very, uh, intriguing. We, we've been talking a lot, obviously about all the bad news. that's coming across our TVs, newspapers, smartphones. So on and so forth, right? There's a lot of it, and you, you know you can actually kind of break it down into phases uh, as phases in a cycle. I guess sort of like the process of a circle, right, that repeats itself, that leads to anxiety and ultimately risk and bad decisions and then, you know, failures in retirement. We tend to get ourselves into this. We often, you know, we we make the wrong decision at the wrong time, right, Uh, when it comes to our money because we're so emotionally involved. And we kind of get all Groundhog Day, which you and I both enjoy that film, so to speak. We kind of get stuck in this loop, right?
1: is exactly what it is it's a good description it's a loop or a circle and and i first noticed this many years ago mark when i met a doctor who told me that he had the same amount of money in savings when he was 60 years old that he had when he was 40 years old it didn't really seem to make sense to me i mean he was Mm -hmm. making a really good living um then he explained his investment decisions which i guess seemed logical to him at the time but it just led to terrible results. Yeah.
0: Well, it sounds like a lack of process or lack of planning, right? Or or whatever term you want to add to that, uh, or maybe no real process or planning at all for making financial decisions.
1: Yeah, it was me. It was more like I would call a broken process. Okay. You yeah. know,
0: and you see, I find
1: like, while most people have a, a unique purpose for life in retirement, they don't necessarily have a process for making decisions. It's more reactionary. Explain that as you to mean. us a little bit, will you? Yeah, it's more reactionary. Okay. So quite often we have similar concerns and worries and, you know, things that we talk about all the time with the retirement planning, like running out of money or mm-hmm. getting sick, you know, getting quality of care if you do get sick, spending enough time with family and friends, right, and you okay. know, making sure that our, our kids and our grandkids are properly educated ultimately We want to live a a life with uh, peace of mind and and leave a a great legacy for the family.
0: Yeah, and and those are like the universalisms, right? Since we're going to make up words, I don't know if that's a word or not either, but the universalisms that we all kind of share as we're thinking about retirement, and those are those commonalities. So how is it that with so many people having so many things in common how is it that we end up tripping up in the in the area of investing you'd think it'd be somewhat simple but we can make that argument all day long that everybody truly is unique even with those commonalities
1: yeah you know it, it often starts with the stage one of this loop or the okay. cycle which mm-hmm. is uh, fear of the future right and the, and the questions people ask will I have enough money to live on and how much should I save if I'm in the savings phase and how much should I take out of my savings if I'm drawing money down and where should I uh, invest my money? What should I be doing with my money? And the list goes on and on, but you get the idea. Yeah,
0: it's, it's the first step is the fear of the future. OK, fear of the future. And that's understandable. and We all kind of fear the unknown, right? So now we're dealing with 8% inflation. Uh, the fed ticking up the increases still the war crane stuff uh you, war in ukraine stuff if i can get the words out today baby food shortages who saw that one coming uh, a ling- did you have that one on your bingo card by the way it <laughs> did not i, I did actually. not either. uh lingering pandemic Crime. I, I was to tell my wife yesterday. It's gonna with the hot summer. I think we're gonna have a really hot summer, and with crime and taxes and all these things I just mentioned, I think it's gonna be a very ugly and fairly volatile summer. So I hope everybody stays safe. But I hear people all the time saying, "Well, we've never faced so many threats," and it don' it certainly feels like it.
1: You know, absolutely. And there's no doubt about it. And, and in addition to all the things you mentioned, now we have a twenty four seven news media.
0: Yeah, they're jamming the, it down our face too, which I guess yeah, helps, right?
1: Absolutely. You know, if it the old saying, if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah, and uh, it gets a lot of attention. It's a magnified a thousand percent with uh, social media. For sure. It makes people even more anxious, and if you're on the political left or right, you think it's all due to your opponent's views and positions, and you know it reminds me of the classic scene in the movie Network. Have you seen that movie? Oh, is that Uh, the the
0: the TV network? Is like um, is that Christopher Reeve? I think
1: even before that, oh, it's with it? Albert. Albert Finney is in it. It's a 1970s movie okay. that comes of a post-Watergate era ah, okay. where
0: the leading actor yells out the window, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to oh, take yes. it anymore. Yes, right? yes. Okay, very, yeah, great movie. I, I remember that now. Thank you. Yes, yeah. I, and we all feel like saying that sometimes. I certainly do, right? Yeah,
1: no doubt about it. And, and it leads to the second part of the cycle, which is you know, with all this frustration... And uh, fear of the future, we want a, a prediction on the future, right? Faced with the issues, uh, as you mentioned, like inflation and interest rates and war. If only could, someone could tell us what could happen with uh, inflation and COVID and international conflicts and such, right. then I could be able to make some good decisions. This is why some people are, or people are getting addicted to watching financial news whether it's on their TV or their smartphones. And of course, as we mentioned all the time, the market reacts to news and the news is unpredictable. And and even when the news is predictable, often the <laughs> results are unexpected. Yeah. Uh, during our, the recording on our last show two weeks ago, it was expected that the Federal Reserve was going to be raising interest rates. And they did, as expected. The increase was a half a percentage point. And
0: what was the result? I believe the market was up, right? Pretty good amount for the uh, uh, like a thousand points, maybe. And then the next day, it was right back down again.
1: Yeah, it was down a thousand points. So, oh, was it okay? (laughs) Yeah, it was up a thousand, down a thousand. So, you know, we expected a rate increase. We didn't expect a thousand point increase. Or the next day, it went down a thousand points. Yeah. And and these wild swings often lead people to even be more addicted to the news and, and addiction to the. TV or smartphone devices, tablets, social media is a very real thing. We see oh, it yeah. all the time. I mean, how many times do you go into a restaurant, Mark, and see people, especially kids, looking at a phone or a tablet?
0: Yeah, no, I won't elaborate too much, but absolutely. Uh, I do a, a podcast and work with a, my chiropractor, actually, on a co- podcasting show, and her and her husband have a practice, and they were just doing a conversation on posture, and the fact that kids and younger and younger all the time are developing what's called Dallinger's hump on their neck from all the looking down at the smartphone. So yeah, we all see it all the time. Everywhere you go. Yeah, and you know,
1: even whether it's a physical uh, effect or or mental, it just mm-hmm. destroys quality of life. For and, sure. You know, actually there are studies quite interesting that show if you spend 3 days away from any technology at all, maybe on a camping trip in the woods or something like that you can actually improve your brain function. (laughs) So (laughs) that's interesting. So uh, back to investing. Uh, But in our heart of hearts, we know that nobody has a crystal ball and can tell us what's gonna happen in the future. But often the predictions are so hard to resist, right? Especially when you think you can profit from them. And often it's the most brilliant people that think they can predict what's gonna happen in the future. And what they should be doing, like the the doctor I mentioned earlier,
0: that's true, right? We always see these uh, celebrities and whatnot that l- lose millions or t- you know tens of millions uh, to you know they get Madoffed, basically, right?
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. But I was talking to someone yesterday about this. Um, I'm a big Mets fan.
0: Mm-hmm. Sorry,
1: and the former owner of the team uh-huh. got involved in the scandal, in the Madoff scandal, because he was his advisor the uh former yep. owner of the Mets, sense. and ultimately had such a hard time that uh they sold the team mm, yeah. Ouch. <laughs> last year to a hedge fund guy uh i'm not sure if one directly led to the other but they certainly uh, took a beating and these are smart people so which uh actually leads us to the next stage in the cycle which is track record investing and if you wanted a prediction of the future What better place to look for it than the past, right? So that's why it's people who look to the invest money in their 401k, for example, look at the recent track record of the funds that are offered or look to a five star rating from some service like Morningstar. Mm -hmm. The problem is that if people look at the recent track records, maybe three or five years and see what's done well. Decided to go with that. The issue is that the area that's done best over the past, let's say, five years often draws people into investing in that category. Then it does poorly. Sure. Yeah. And a perfect example is tech stocks, right? From mm-hmm. 1995 to 1999, tech stocks went straight up, went through the roof. It was the beginning of the NASDAQ boom. Uh, and then the NASDAQ went down over 70% in a couple of years. Uh, that was after. The Y2K bust about 20 years ago. And look at the past several years with these so called fang stocks, the darlings like Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google. You know, people rushed into these over the past few years and people often do the opposite of what they should do, right? They buy yeah. high
0: and sell low. And tech is taking a beating right now at the time we're taping this podcast. You know, it's been not doing so great this uh, these past couple of months and uh, certainly other things as well. So it's hard to decide, right? That's where the anxiety and the frustration comes in and we don't know what to do. We don't want to miss out. We don't want to, uh, on the big returns, we have FOMO, fear of missing out, right? So mm-hmm. there are so many people that seem to be making a killing and then you hear these, I I don't know gurus, newsletters, social media stars, whatever you know, pushing certain stocks or Bitcoin. I mean, Bitcoin's taken a what was it, sixty grand or something like that in February, and now it's down around the twenty something. So it's hard to resist, but you never know what's going to happen, like that giant swing I just mentioned.
1: It, no doubt about it. I love that saying, FOMO. I just heard that a couple of months ago.
0: Oh, did you? I never oh, yeah. knew what that yeah, meant. Fear of missing out. Yep.
1: Absolutely. Which and that brings us to the next phase in the cycle, which mm-hmm. is information overload. Right, as you mentioned. There's this 24-7 news cycle on the internet and social media and all this technology. And uh, if I Google the term investing in retirement, Mark, there are 383 million search results.
0: That all? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's it. 383 million. So instead of reducing fears and doubts, the, the flood of information only tends to increase anxiety. And it, it's just total information overload. And it's, just, it's hard to know who to trust.
0: Well, Donna, I mean I, I mean, I know that we're talking and I talk with you all the time, but that's truly one of the things that I find is a benefit to working with someone like yourself, a CPA, right, and a CFP. It's because you guys have that knowledge, but you also have that sounding board. You are that sounding board. Whenever we're wrapped up in our own emotions, and obviously you you care very strongly, very deeply about your clients and what you do, but you still do have a level of objectivity, which I think is very important because we only see you know, our money going down or whatever, and we get panicky and we make the wrong decisions. So, you know, you surround yourself by people that are that are experts as well. It's not just you, right? I mean, you've got others around you that estate planners and uh, investments and IRA planning, tax planning. You know, so having that team should make it in theory easier for us to relax about the money and reduce some of that anxiety correct you yeah so? very
1: true yeah. and uh, you know having that team and a defined process you know also just helps a great deal to to sort of um, uh, you know not stay on that loop mm-hmm. of uh, of the anxiety circle which leads to the next mistake which is you um, emotion-based decisions. Uh, And ultimately, as much as we think we can, we can't really totally overcome our emotional tendencies. Uh, Emotions drive decisions, no doubt about that. Often it's a result of how we grew up. Uh, I spoke uh, before in, I think, a prior show of a friend I grew up with who delivered newspapers with me, starting as kids. I guess we were like maybe 10 or 11 years old. He got paid $6 a week, big bucks in those days. And he would spend Two dollars on spending on baseball cards things like that save two bucks and give two dollars to his dad actually that's pretty cool Uh, yeah and now he's quite wealthy but he still doesn't spend much money and he saves a lot of money and you know the habits and traits that we learn when we're kids really stay with us and and often we make these um decisions that are ingrained in us and we make decisions also that are emotional that are based on things like fear and regret uh, and greed and envy. Just for, let's take for example regret and greed. Just for uh, a moment. Okay. Uh, next week, by the way, is Bitcoin Pizza Day. Have you ever heard of it, Mark? <laughs> no. What's that? What is that? Though? Bitcoin <laughs> Pizza Day. Uh-huh. I'm reading a book on uh, cryptocurrency, so mm-hmm. it was uh, in here. So May twenty second, year two thousand nine, is the first Bitcoin transaction. That took place. Okay, it wasn't that long ago? Really, it was it like thirteen years ago?
0: And it was for someone. Pi- I'm assuming someone, pizza, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Someone paid for two pizzas in Bitcoin. Uh-huh. They exchanged ten thousand oh, Bitcoin.
0: No. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I see where this is going. For
1: two pizzas. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it was. I think it was a Papa John's
0: pizza. Actually, two oh, pizza. No. today's
1: value would be three hundred million dollars for
0: the ten thousand Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh. Uh, in December, that would have been six hundred million dollars. Uh-huh. Uh, that's why people flood into Bitcoin last year when it reached sixty thousand dollars per Bitcoin. It wasn't due to the pizza story, but it <laughs> right, was like you right. know the the run up in the Bitcoin. Yeah, you know people started saying, "Hey, maybe this is a real thing. I mean, it'll be a million dollars for a Bitcoin at some point." Mm. Now it's down more than fifty percent in value, as you mentioned before. Yeah. So now we have uh, regret and greed in the same example
0: ouch like i'm still processing (laughs) 10,000 bitcoin for two pizzas uh and it oh man 300 million wow well there you go buy low sell high or buy high sell low right
1: yeah that's a mistake right with uh with these kinds of things whether it's technology or bitcoin Mm -hmm. or whatever the hot thing is gold at one point you know you can go on and on which leads to the the last part of the cycle which is breaking the rules And the basic rules, as we know, are buy low and sell high, uh, diversify, rebalance, and repeat the process. Many people know the rules, but they don't follow them. We all know the rules of weight loss, right? It's eat less, exercise more, but it's easier said than done. But if you put all the phases together, uh, what you get if you go into this loop are investment losses,
0: anxiety worry uh, lots of wasted time and a uh, distraction no that's a great point and with the weight loss thing as well because That is certainly, it's easier said than done. We all know the rules. I think we all know a lot of the basic investing rules, but it's harder because, again, we get in our own way, that anxiety. So really good stuff, really great stuff here. Uh, Don, I think you've got something we can put in the show notes links as well, like a little grid thing that people can check out. Uh, I'll let you kind of explain that real fast and we'll throw that up. But then next time, or because we're getting a little tight on time here, but let's talk about some simple steps, maybe like three simple steps to, you know, overcome this and how how to get into success.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We can go through some strategies for pursuing investment success. And um, I do have a, a more of a visual on the investor's dilemma we could put on the show notes and you can kind of get an idea of what that looks like. I mean, we've been talking a lot about it, but we can move from anxiety into uh, success and move from confusion to clarity and uh, help people you know move toward their true purpose for life and, you know, enjoying that, that purpose. And then, and being fulfilled going forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So I think with that, we'll wrap it up this week. And again, hopefully, if you're dealing with anxiety, and you probably are, you know, there's a lot going on. Definitely some interesting ways Don broke this out, the different parts of the process. Uh, definitely worth a repeat listen or backup. That's a great thing about a podcast, uh, unlike, you know, catching something on the radio where you're in and out. You can listen to this at your at your leisure. So definitely subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't done so yet, you can find all the information how to do so at the uh, podcasting website, which is doncashpodcast.com. That is doncashpodcast.com. And you can uh, click on the link, whatever uh, platform it is that you like to use, Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever the case is, you can subscribe that way. You can catch past episodes as well as, you know, you'll be notified about future episodes. And as always, if you've got questions or anxiety, just make sure you are, again, checking with a qualified professional before you take any action. And you can reach out to Don, uh, by calling him at 800-664-1183. That's 800-664-1183 for a conversation. Again, he's a CPA and a CFP. Or you can find him at his main website at donaldcash.com. Don, thanks for hanging out, my friend. Appreciate you as always. And uh, happy belated birthday again. Thanks, Mark. Be well. We'll see you next time right here on Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash and myself. We'll catch you next time. Don't forget to subscribe. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor
1: in the state of New Jersey.